Come Holy Spirit, kindle in us the fire of your love. Open the eyes of our hearts and see through them. Open our lips and speak through them. Set our souls on fire. Please be seated. Good morning. Yeah, another feast day of the church. A really important one, the uh, memorial, the remembrance of the baptism of our Lord. Um, a great way to start off this new season of Epiphany. Um, talked last time about the meaning of Epiphany is this kind of sudden realization, a sudden enlightenment, um, as well as a shining, multiple meanings for what the Epiphany is about. And in this Epiphany season, in this Epiphany season, we have readings that help enlighten us, that identify who this baby born in Bethlehem is for us, and who we are in relation to that child of Bethlehem. So we have this wonderful, um, these wonderful words in our first reading today. Do not fear, I have redeemed you. I have redeemed you. I've called you by name, and you are mine. I've called you by name. Betsy, God knows your name, and you are God. Okay, and you are God's. Which is a wonderful thing for us to remember because we have so many other things, including ourselves, telling us that we're something less than redeemed by God, known by name, called, and we are God's precious, precious possession. Um, There's a, um, there's a, there was a recent incident of road rage. You ever, you ever hear about that? The road rage incident where somebody is kind of, you know, something happened and, and, and this person was just, just livid. And, you know, they were doing the Hawaiian hello sign. I'll flash that because we have young ones here. Okay. But the Hawaiian hello sign and, and just cursing and screaming and, and all this and, and a police officer um, saw this this road rage and, and and stopped the person and didn't just give a warning, arrested them, arrested them and took them to jail and and then let them let them kind of calm down for a little bit and and, um, and eventually went you know and, and um, went to let them out and and the person was kind of stunned like well you mean I actually like had to go to jail for that. Because, oh well, it was a misunderstanding. It was um, it was uh, it was a, a case of um, mistaken identity. He said, "I saw the way you were acting, and then on the back of your car was one of those little fish emblems, and I just assumed that you must have stolen the car." <laughs> I created you. I redeemed you. I called you by name. You are mine. That is your identity. The challenge for us is to live out that identity, to remember who we are in this epiphany season, to live out that identity. Um, there was a, some, somebody was holding a party somewhere around here, and, and um, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful place where we live, and it was an outdoor party, and, and um, this, this one particular fellow um, had too much to drink, and he wandered off from the party outside and, and went off into the woods, and, and next thing you know, he was lost. 
Um, but he heard some voices as he kind of tried to find his way back to the party. He heard some voices, and and um, I figured that must be where the party is. So kept kept going that way in his in his highly degraded, stumbling self, and and actually found found his way down to a place where there was a group that had gathered down by the river. He wasn't a real churchy person, so I didn't really understand what was going on here, but, but saw that there was somebody at this gathering that, that uh, was standing in the river and thought, how am I going to get across that river to get back where, where I'm supposed to go? And said, you know, maybe that guy standing, maybe his job, he's helping people get across the river, so I'll, I'll, go, I'll go see if he can help. This highly inebriated person comes stumbling in, and, and the person in the river, of course, is, is the, the minister of this um, Baptist baptism at the river thing going on, um, yells out to him, Do you want to see Jesus? <laughs> and the guy didn't really understand what that was, but he thought, Well, if I'm going to get this guy to help me across the river, I should probably cooperate in what, what they're doing here. So he just said, uh, Yeah, sure. So the guy took him into the, into the river, and he thinks, he thinks the guy's going to help him walk across the river. And the next thing you know, he gets dumped <laughs> in the water. Surprise! And here he is looking up out, you know, from, from, from the water, looking up, and the guy pulls him back up and goes, Did you see Jesus? <laughs> and the guy's stunned, right? He wouldn't have expected that. Water's cold, he's got water up his nose, he's kind of spits it out. And he said, uh, no. <laughs> so in he goes again. <laughs> Holds him under a little bit longer. Pulls him out and asks him again, did you see Jesus this time? And the, guy, the guy's like, sorry, but no. <laughs> well, let's do it one more time. And he dumps him in, and then he just holds him there. <laughs> Until bubbles start coming out. <laughs> then he pulls the guy up. And he's coughing water out and... and spitting all this water out, blowing it out of his nose and everything, and, and, and the guy says, did you see Jesus that time? He goes, before I answer, can, can, I, ask, can I ask you a question first? And the minister said, yeah, what's your question? He goes, are you sure this is where he fell in? <laughs> yeah, it's a mistaken identity, right? Mistaken identity. Yeah, people often confuse me with Brad Pitt and George Clooney. <laughs> and I tell people, no, they're shorter than I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this epiphany season, we have all these readings that, that share with us who Jesus is, who John the Baptist is. I am not the one. I am not the Messiah. The one who comes after me is the one you're looking for. Knowing his identity and who John is. And us to also think about, well, what does God say to us? What is our identity? Who are we? Uh, Fred Craddock is a well-known preacher. Um, if you're traveling down towards Canton in Georgia, you pass a place called Cherry Log. There's the Craddock Center there, named after him. Um, he's a well-known preacher, and he's a professor. There's a story that's told about him. He had, he had come from Oklahoma to some kind of conference. And he and his wife were having breakfast in this small diner. 
when some guy, some distinguished-looking guy with white hair walks in, and he goes around greeting people at their tables. How are you doing this morning? How's your mama and them, right? Isn't that what Southerners do? How's mama and them? Okay. And he's greeting these people and talking with them. And, and, and Fred and his wife see this. And, and Fred kind of confides in his wife, oh, I hope that guy doesn't come over here. Because he just, you know, he, he had all this work that he was going to have to do, people to greet and all this. He just wanted a nice, quiet breakfast with his wife before all the business of his conference that he had, that he had come for. But the guy did come over. Because he was going around and greeting everyone. Fred didn't know this guy was. And so the guy uh, came over and said, um, you folks from out of town? Like, yeah, we're, we're from Oklahoma. Oh, so um, what brings you here? Well, I'm a professor. Oh, you're a professor. Well, well what, do you, what do you teach? I teach preaching. I'm a professor of homiletics, is what they call it, homiletics. Professor of homiletics. I, I teach preaching. Oh, so you're a preacher. I got a story for you. So this is getting worse for Fred because he wants just a quiet, like, I don't want to deal with this. And oh, now he's going to, like, sit down with us and tell us a story. Okay, well, tell me your story. So you see those mountains over there, kind of pointing out the limits of the mountains over there? At the base of those mountains years ago, a boy was born. His mom was the daughter of Italian immigrants. Daughter of Italian immigrants. Really poor family. Uh, she had gotten involved with a young doctor. A young doctor. And had a romantic occasion with this young doctor and um, turned out that she had a baby on the way. The uh, thing is, that doctor was already engaged. <coughs> Doctor already had a fiance and wedding flower. And although this woman that he that he had this encounter with was, was now carrying his child, um, he went and married his fiance, and this boy was born without his mom being married. Sometimes we say that's an illegitimate child, and then there's a B word that's used for that. Kind of a harsh thing that we say about children who are born out of wedlock. And that's what he was known as. This B child. This illegitimate child. And, you know, children can be cruel. And so kids would taunt him with questions of, who's your dad? Who's your dad? Then he got in fights at school. Because he knew the kids were being mean to him. See, he knew who his father was. His mom told him. But he didn't live with his dad. His dad went off and married this other woman had his own family. He was left with just his mom. Just his mom. But taunted. Taunted by the other kids. Came to a point where at one time he would sit by himself. He wouldn't want to be around the other kids. Recess, he would stick to himself. He just didn't want to put himself in that place where somebody's going to look at him and go, yeah, who's your dad? Because it hurt. And you know how small towns are? You know how word gets around? Everybody knows your business and you know theirs. It's really hard to keep things kind of under undercover like that. Well, you know, the whole town knew too. The whole town. 
And it really was hurtful to him that you go somewhere and you're by yourself and, and, and people just, you know, innocently or not. I say, hey, son, who's your dad? A lot of us wouldn't have a problem telling people who our, who our father is. But that hurt him. That hurt him. So he avoided going out places. He didn't want to go out in the public. He didn't want to go to school. He didn't want to go to church. Because people who didn't know his story would innocently, yet still hurtfully, would, would ask him, Hey, son, what's your dad? Who's your dad? Then he would have to explain that his dad married some other woman and his mom was raising him without his dad being present. It's a shameful thing, a hurtful thing for him. But one day there was a new preacher that came to that little church he, he was attending. He heard this preacher was a wonderful preacher and wanted to come check it out and and so what he decided was, yeah, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to take, I'm going to take a chance of people asking me that painful question. I'm going to go. And so he waited until church started. So everybody's seated, facing this way. So they wouldn't see him come in the back. And he'd slip in the back and sit by himself. And he'd listen to the message. And then, before anybody else could engage him in anything, he'd get up and leave. Kind of like Episcopalians that leave right after they receive communion. <laughs> what post-communion prayer, right? Because we're trying to beat the other people to the breakfast bar. <laughs> yeah, he was doing this. He was going to church. He would sit in the back, hear the message, and then leave before anybody else could, could, could grab him and, and, and go, well, who are you? What is your name? And who's your dad? You take off. So this guy, this guy with the white hair is coming thread the story. He says, you know, then, then the day came when things didn't quite work out so well. He wasn't able to escape. The message was just, I guess, so engaging that he kind of got lulled into this place of going, you know, got, got pulled in and, and couldn't let go. And, and then, next thing you know, church is over and, and, and all the people are heading out the door. And he's trapped in this traffic. Now, I guess maybe a, a less polite young person might kind of just elbow their way through, panic time, shove and push, but just got stuck behind all these people. And running through his head is, oh no, I'm in trouble now. I'm in trouble now. Because somebody's going to go, well, who are you, Anne? Who's your daddy? So as he is in this kind of panic state, he feels a hand come down on his shoulder. Somebody, somebody got him. Somebody got him. And he turns and it's So it's either like divine inspiration of the Holy Spirit or probably more likely, you know, in small towns you know all these things. The preacher already knew who this kid was. I'd seen him in the back and figured out who it was. He came up to him and put his hand on him. The kid turns around and he goes, I know who you are. 
I know who you are. I see the family resemblance. You're the son of God. You're the son of God. I want you to get out there and claim your inheritance. And the man with the white hair said to, to Fred Craddock, now isn't that a great story? Isn't that great? Love that story. You like that story? And Fred goes, yeah, it's a pretty good story. I might, I might just use that. I just use that. The guy with the white hair turned and started walking away from the table. And a few steps turned around and says, that's my story. That's my story. I'm that child. Those words changed my life. I wouldn't have made it where I made it without hearing that that day. And he left. Fred's going, wow, that's kind of amazing. Now that's, that's his own personal story. He apparently has become successful in some way that he thinks, right? Because somebody reminded him that you're not an illegitimate child. You're not a loser. You're not unworthy. You are a child of God. And you inherit everything that is his kingdom. Go out there and claim your birthright. It is all yours. It is all yours. So um, Fred was wondering, well, who is this person? So when, when the, uh, the, the waiter or waitress came to his table, <coughs> you know that guy? Oh, yeah, that's old Ben. Ben. Yeah, Ben Hooper, former governor of the state of Tennessee. <laughs> former governor of the state of Tennessee. In this epiphany season, we learn not just who that child born in Bethlehem knows and what that child offers us as the Son of God. We hear these words today, his own father speak to him. You are my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And that's a message for us as well in this epiphany season and all the days of our lives. Each one of us are children of God. Let's go forth today boldly claiming our inheritance. Amen. Amen.